Fanboys and Friends presents... It's an instinct. Somewhere on the internet, this may all be happening right now. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir. Every podcaster tells his story. At my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Fandom Awakens Radio. Always. Fans Together Strong. And welcome everybody to the latest episode of Fandom Awakens Radio. Fans Together Strong. I am your host, Davidson, and your master of ceremonies, and with me, your friend of mine out in Dagobah or, you know, Florida, or I'm not sure what you could call it this time of year. Who knows? Your friend of mine, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, how's it going, buddy? It's going good, and for what little Star Wars there is out there, there sure seems to be a lot of Star Wars news. Yeah, and, and also Star Wars assumptions, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, that, that that's true. Yeah. So Star Wars, I, Star Wars assumptions that, by the way, have nothing to do with Star Wars. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, we're not going to go too much down the rumor mill. We're just going to talk about what's actually been said and what's actually been put out there, and go go from there. But right, that's I, the whole idea. Kind of clear the air, get the Minox stench out of the room. Yeah. Well, um, I don't I don't know about Minox stench, but there's some. Bad Batch smell because Record never washes his damn armor. Well, he was... yeah, true. That's one well, hell of a transition there, Kyle. Well, I know. I was saying a little axe body spray never hurt anybody. No, <laughs> no, uh, but, but but that is what me, everybody's talking about. Someone tells me it would not help Record's dating life. That's true. Let's, let's talk about this Bad Batch trailer. Hold on! I've got 
troopers up top. We're running out of road! Not exactly a stealth exit, boys. Let's move! I thought that the end of the war would mean an end to losing more of our brothers. But I was wrong. We can't just walk away. Not with the Empire imprisoning the kid. Secure her in a cell. Omega's been waiting for us a long time. Our mission... It's not over yet. There is nothing of greater importance to secure the future of this empire. Whatever is needed to accomplish this goal, you will have it. They are coming. For all of you. Give us a real challenge! Everyone, down! We're not big on following orders. I wasn't planning on killing you. But you're making it very tempting. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be kind of honest with you. Bad Batch had not in a bad way, but it kind of had fallen off my radar because there's been so much going on with the holidays and shows coming, other shows coming out. Because we've got right. we've had a lot of things popping out, and obviously with the strike with the strike over and the stuff that was delayed starting to worm its way back in, both on television and on the big screen. I think Bad Batch got a little lost in the shuffle, and all of a sudden, bam! Here's a trailer for the final third and final season of Bad Batch. And I got I gotta say, David, full of some very pleasant surprises. Pleasant surprises, but I look, I'm gonna get the Quakin monkey lizard out of the room. Okay. Okay. Um can we stop navel gazing here? Can we move away from clones? It's like I get it. You know, you made well, your point with that. It's time I, I, to I move think, on. Yeah. Well, but I think I think that's what bad batch. This Bad Batch is intended to be the wrap-up of the story of the clones. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, it, uh, it better be, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, we'll still have some of these characters, I'm sure, popping up around. But this is going to be kind of, this season of Bad Batch, I think, is going to be kind of like the, the final tale of the clones, mm -hmm. in a way. I, but... I'll, I'll tell you, as far as, like... Oh, uh, people I know for help, they could have made Book of Boba Fett actually worth a damn. No, just saying, yeah. Well, so let me ask you this because it's been a while since we've talked Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that for the most part, Bad Batch has been enjoyable. It, it's, yeah, it, it, it's definitely no resistance or even. It's never really felt like filler to me. It's felt like it's been a good, a good story of of these characters. Obviously, right. it's had it's had some up and downs, like every 
Star Wars animated show does, but I mm-hmm. think the ups have definitely outweighed the downs with speech with the first two seasons of Bad Batch. They have. I mean, clearly, and and you and I talked about this when we covered um, you know, uh, the first two seasons. You can tell Dave is not so much in the room as people think. Uh, not on this one, no. I think this is passed on to well, even even the first two because I'm sorry, a lot of that he's not as involved as people think he is. Well, he, I believe now, this now. Now, however, look at the many many pots Dave is uh, spinning. Over there, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that conversation. Well, yeah, yeah. I just saw I put that out. Yeah, no, that that put it out. We're going to have that conversation later because I have some strong thoughts on that. But I think I I think Dave is still definitely got oversight on this. He's he's just not as involved in the creative as everybody wants to think he is. And that's what I'm saying. All right. Um, but I still think you know before the final product goes out, Dave gives has to give his stamp of approval, especially now with his new position. Well, yeah. So, so, but, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to season three of Bad Batch. I think it left on a good cliffhanger. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we think Tech is dead, but uh, there's already theories floating around after this trailer came out that a character we saw could be Tech. Honestly, I, I look, I, you know what, you, you're, you're only. To me, only dramatic stake was killing Tech. Keep him dead. Well, we'll, we'll find out. It's just no, just keep him dead because well, we'll... Kyle. I think you will agree. The one thing, and this is not a referendum on Star Wars overall, although you could make that argument, but that's a whole other conversation. The one thing that Star Wars. In the animation realm, you know, not looking at Clone Wars, okay, because that's a separate issue, but looking at Star Wars, you know, since Disney bought it to now, just in the animation realm, there is there are no stakes with any of these shows. There just well, aren't. If Bad Batch wasn't an animated show, I would say he was staying dead. But because Bad Batch is an animated show. And I, I, I have a hunch we haven't seen the last attack, but that's just my gut feeling and what I'm. Yeah, going with. you're probably right about that. But what I'm gonna say is, if they do that, then I'm sorry, you're not in the same echelon of of uh, you. You earned respect as Clone Wars because I'm sorry, Clone Wars when it off people, it stuck to it. Yeah, for the most part, you're 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 right, and. I, I, I think I think I'm hoping that that might be the case, but I'm I'm not ruling anything out. I and mean, plus, we already still have, have this possible redemption of Crosshairs arc. We got to deal. No, I, I agree. And and now, to be fair, when Clone Wars also offed people, they offed clone troopers like they were red shirts yeah. on Star Trek. These these aren't these aren't exactly your basic um, generic red shirts clone troopers we're talking about i mean wouldn't you and i agree that you know like the red shirt away mission joke with star trek that Mm -hmm. was dave's thing with clones yeah pretty much and that's what that was the point of the clones too they were expendable 
Oh, I know, I know. I just, personally, for me, I just wish we left it that way. Well, like, uh, yeah, no, I get that. I, I I really wish we would have been kind of done with with things after this final season of Clone Wars that aired on Disney Plus. But mm-hmm. we've got this. It's not been a bad show. I've, I I can say I've enjoyed it a lot more. No, than I've I... I've enjoyed it. Look, I've been able to look past the really dumb things like, oh, I don't know, having a fully grown Freddy voice out of a very tiny Caleb. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that, that those are one things, little things here and there. But for the most part, it's yeah, been a little inconsistencies. But yeah. man, but, Jedi puberty hits rough at the temple. Yeah, no kidding. But mm. um, I'm looking forward to this third season. I really liked what I saw in the trailer. And David, I'm going to bring it up now because it's what blew everybody's mind. And I'm excited because she is one of my favorite characters of the animated Star Wars universe, the Return of Ventress. Dude, 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 seriously, when that happened, I freaked out. I mean, I I immediately shared the, you saw what Matt put up, right? Mm-hmm. Right? With yeah, I saw Ventress that. And the Travis <laughs> and the Jason Kelsey kind of going bananas. Mm-hmm. I reposted that because, uh, look... I'm not like much in the animated realm. I certainly, when I know shocker kids, right? Especially oh, this was a shocker. Nobody was but, expecting this. Especially the you children now in fandom. Shocker, mm-hmm. I know. But I did not really care for Ahsoka initially. I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And now I have a complete 180 on Ahsoka. I'm like, okay, give me more of this, right? Well, um, I think I think most people feel that way about Ahsoka at this point. Right, right. I think most people do. They just weren't very. Well, I take that back. I read the internet in 2008, so never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know this. But you different. also you also know that was true for me with um, Sabine. Hmm. Right, well, but it t- it took a different approach to Sabine, and it got you interested in the character and liking the character. Yeah, I think you said the Sarah at the time complete one eighty. Yep. <laughs> when we complete. had when we had Sarah and Richard on uh, covering the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Yeah, so I, I it all comes down to writing and how 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 things do and what they do with the characters, and I mean. Ventress was always a character I I loved. I never thought they really truly did enough with her in Clone Wars. Going going back to my original point, the character I was completely sold on immediately was Asajj. Oh yeah, she was she was she she was done well. A great origin and always very interesting whenever she was involved. Kyle, I have I have one big million dollar question for you. Yep. All right, you ready for this? I am ready. Do you think, since this uh, this show has kind of tangentially been Dave, but not the way people think? All right. Mm-hmm. But do you think that he bring he brought back in uh, Katie Lucas, who wrote the best stuff for Asajj, To be honest. I don't know. I, 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 it wouldn't shock me. 
It wouldn't shock me either, but it does feel like a Hail Mary question considering the, well, the rather stupid verbal treatment she received when, um, you know, Twitter was still Twitter. Well, yeah, but. You remember that, don't you? Yeah, I remember that. Um, Yeah, those dark days. Before the Twitter musking. I mean, but you know, it, it's it'll be it. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the one thing I'm going to say about this is sure. really this is when you had to release it, guys over this period of time. <laughs> but that's just a personal thing for me. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, we, we, we'll t- we'll talk about it off mic, but it's certainly going to make our programming uh, covering uh, Bad Batch quite interesting. Well, I'm looking. So I'm looking at the release schedule right now. I've got it up mm-hmm. in front of me. Obviously, the season starts February 21st with three episodes airing. I um, think we I think we cover that one as just of uh, uh, those first three. Anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. But then we have then it's going to run from February 28th. With a couple of times where we have a couple of episodes coming out on March thirteenth, we'll get episodes three hundred six and three hundred seven, and then on April third, we will get episode three ten and three eleven, and then the finale will be May first, entitled "The Cavalry Has Arrived," which of course was the first line of the first episode of Bad Batch. And uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was uh, Record's first line, wasn't it? Yep. So, it, 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 it's fifteen episodes, which I think is the right number. I think I, I think, think it is too, and that's that's the other point I want to touch on, which is okay. You and I talked with uh, uh, seasons one and two, which I believe were, I want to say, was it an eighteen count? I think there were. I think there was more in season one than there was in season two. Well, but they were significantly longer that much, I know. Okay, so um, there was there was 16 episodes in season one. Okay. And how many in two? Two was also 16. Okay. So it looks like they cut out... Uh, they cut it down by one. Yeah, right? and I think, I think that's a good thing because, again... I will say both seasons of Bad Batch so far did have some episodes that felt like filler episodes and probably yeah. could have been cut down by about two episodes each and we would have probably had a much tighter story. Fluff. I I am okay having... Because most... With the way TV shows are done now, mm-hmm. if it's anything over 10 episodes, usually there's two story arcs. So I have no problem if you want to... S- kind of sneak sneak in a a fluff episode either between story arcs or like maybe do a fluff episode before you get to the penultimate episode like a palate palate cleanser yeah but when 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 i can count more than if you're a 16 episode season and you have a four or more of what feels like fluff episodes you've got a problem yeah and uh season two i think had at least four times where we were both in agreement where we're like, why is this episode here? Yeah, I mean, but the, at least with Bad Batch, and I actually give it a little bit of credit, 
uh, the, when it when when Bad Batch hits, it hits really well. Oh, it does. So, you know, especially when it was, um, and I think it was done better when it was kind of um, mirroring, uh, you know, Alien in the original King yeah. Kong when it was kind of uh, reapproaching the Zilla Beast. Yeah, no, and I think that's one. I, I give Bad Batch some credit for some of the things it's done, some of it not so much, but I'm very curious to see how things with Omega will play out and what Omega's role in the grand scheme is here because we, they, that's kind of something I think kind of got forgot about somewhat in season two. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm, I'm just going to say I don't think the role is anything. Well, I think there's something to it because I think Palpatine is very interested in it because of. There's something there's something more there that we still don't know about, and I, I'm sure that will get revealed in the new season. But I, I'm curious to see what what the arc is going to be, where that story is going to go, and how they're going to wrap up that story. And I think now, 15 you, episodes... ma- you mentioned Palpatine, and yes, get out your somehow Palpatine return memes again. Um, but is that Ian? It does not sound like Ian. Uh, I think it might be somebody else doing. Doing it, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's Ian too. I mean, let's not forget he's getting older, so the voice does change. Right, right, and you, well, he could essentially pop pop in in a day, so yeah, or just do it over, you know, uh, Zoom or a Streamlab or whatever the hell they use now. Yeah, that, that that's that's it exactly, but. Now, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the third and final season of Bad Batch. I'm hoping it gives us a satisfying end to this story. I am oh, sure I hope it I hope it does too. I am sure it's going to set up for several characters to make appearances somewhere down the road in Star Wars again, because that's just the way it, it's gonna roll. But mm. I'm I'm so intrigued by how they're going to work in the Saj Ventress and what will be next for Saj Ventress after this. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued. Now, final note before we uh, move on to uh, our next um, few issues at hand. Uh, I take it... Okay, look. We know Asajj is coming back. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we know what comes with that because of this you know, fandom clutching too much of its, you know, precious little cannons to the point where their knuckles turn white. Um, I take it you saw the tweet that Tracy Canovio put out re- rather quickly, kind of saying, okay, look, guys, this isn't retconning Dark Disciple, which I believe is the novel she died in, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, but it's more aligned with Dark Disciple. Yeah, it, it's still within that timeline, is what I've what I've heard more than anything. Yeah, and it's timeline. And, it's going to be timeline aligned with Dark Disciple. By the way, leave it to Tracy Kenobi to put out brush fires that quick. Yeah, <laughs> brush fires. That by the way, if this fandom were any more. I'm just going to say it, Kyle. If this fandom were any chill at all, which it's not, then these small little brush fires wouldn't be a goddamn thing at all. Well, then, and you know what, David? I think let's 
use that as a transition because that's what we're dealing with right now with another topic that's going on in Star Wars. And obviously, you know, we're excited for Bad Batch. Can't wait for February for Bad Batch. And then we'll definitely mm-hmm. be covering it to see where it goes. But yeah, we'll we'll be we will figure out again shortly uh how to um uh how to approach this. And obviously there'll be posts about how we're gonna do things. But listen for our uh, new season of uh, Back to the Clones, Clones versus Trooper, Empire Dawns. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm keeping the same title because you know what? It fits both last season and this one, strangely enough. Yep. But we do have we do have some things happening in Star Wars that are making news for some of the wrong reasons. Um, let, let's let's recap here a little bit, David, because obviously. One of the things since the 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 Iger has returned, well, I'll just I'll just say it that way. Is, Somehow the problem. Iger has returned. I want that meme. Internet, get on it. Um, is that? And I give him credit for this, David. And I'm, he is definitely wanting to put the focus back on getting movies out. Uh, and, get- Given my biased nature, what I do for a living, I have to swallow my love-hate relationship for Bob and be like, "Yeah, I cannot argue that." And we and we've had a few, uh, at least, announced projects, and one of those is a movie with Daisy Ridley agreeing to finally come back to Star Wars with a with a new direction for the Ray character that's going to take place many several years after. The events of the um, sequel trilogy. Fifteen, to be precise. Yeah. And they've picked the first ever female director for a film in Star Wars. Now, while she may have not been my Pakistani, I believe. Yeah, she might not have been my first choice. I I still think Bryce Dallas Dow how Bryce Dallas should have gotten that honor. I uh, look. uh, Okay, you say that, but I'll table that because. A movie we'll talk about later. I let's just say I would have preferred uh, Bryce or any name rather than the name we have. Well, yeah. So, David, we we, we they they selected uh, Charmaine Obeda, and I know I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong. So, for, forgive me. I'll help you out, Charmaine Obejinoy. Yeah, Obejinoy. Um to direct this film mm-hmm. and needless to say um in the fast couple couple of weeks she's made some comments she's known for uh doing films of women kind of with some themes of uh female empowerment which great you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do any anybody wrong by that and i'm not either. also you know considering her background I, it makes perfect. It makes perfect sense, but right. I, there's a couple of things that I ha- that I have with this is that um, the the movie tentatively in development right now. Um, Star Wars: New Jedi Order is the tentative name right now. That's what they're saying. Yeah, and the, oh. and I think and everyone on the internet crying is going to uh, really hate me for this, but I think it's going to be that. But yeah, I think it's going to be too. I, I but yeah. really, truthfully, when you, I'm looking at her IMDb right now, her claim, her her claim to fame at this point, as far as 
within fandom is directing well, episodes of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, correct. Yeah. I'm and I, I like I enjoyed Miss Marvel. I thought it was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but I think there were better qualified female directors to do a Star Wars film. That ones that have already had experience in Star Wars. Oh no, if you look at the IMDB credit, and by the way, you'll never hear me source IMDB because well, their firewall sucks. But if you look at just her IMDB credit alone, it's concerning. But I'm also not one of these idiots to flip out on the goddamn internet like some kind of crazy person. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm, and neither are you. You know, you have like what nine ish years on me. Yeah. Well, and, and here, here's what here here here's my concern, and this is this would be it doesn't matter if it's male, female, whatever. This oh, is somebody who has all. not has not been. A director of a big budget blockbuster film. If you get handed a Star Wars film as your first one, considering what we've been through with Star Wars directors over the last twenty years, yeah. let's let's just say. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say over the last twenty five, because really, if you if you want to look at the root of the kind of problems in fandom right now. You gotta go back to, you know, George being so hell bent to do everything himself. Yeah, yeah. But my my point is is this is that I don't know if taking an inexperienced director with a and handing her her first big budget movie is a Star Wars movie. I, that's a big risk. I'm not. And it's it's not a knock against yeah. her. No, she, I, she it's not more a than knock capable. against her. I just I one hundred percent agree. It's, I, it's especially when you have some people that you've been grooming for 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 to be in this position, right? But I again, I will let's table that because when we talk about uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu. That's where my biggest concern is, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Let's let's yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm focusing. I'm focusing on this, but uh, so again, I'm going to come back to when you have when you've been let it, when you have a well established director and Bryce Dallas Howard who deserves a shot at a Star Wars film. No, oh, she Deborah does. Chow, yeah, and Deborah Chow out there to bring in somebody who has never worked on Star Wars before, who has really never had a blockbuster film. You take it. It's a. It's an awful big risk. And then she's made some comments that I think people are making way too big of a deal out of, and I think are are, are misconstruing it. Comments, will, com comments, by the way, that have nothing to do with Star Wars. Number one, absolutely nothing. So get that out of your head. But and I also, also comments that were made eight freaking years ago. Well, but I also. I I also think that we are still in a world today where certain comments right now are just still no matter when they're said they're going they're going to come back to bite you and when you, when you say I like to make men feel uncomfortable that's that's in today's society that's going to read a certain way whether we like it or not 
Well, Kyle, you and I both know that's that's the fault of unintelligent men who can't actually think and don't have context. You well, and but, I both know that. Yeah, but but the one thing I will say is that you know, I, people in Hollywood, especially, mm -hmm. don't necessarily learn from others' mistakes. No. No, they they don't exactly, in the case of James Gunn's firing, let's just use that mm -hmm. as an example, right? Yeah. They don't necessarily have a come-to-Jesus moment. And, again, we, we grow as I believe James had one, and that's when Alan rehired him a couple yeah. months later, right? Well, yeah, and let, let's be honest with you. People grow, people change, people mature, people... We all we all say things we could wish we could put back in the bottle or we regret because they were taken in a context we didn't mean. Well, to. yeah, and people listening, do not act like you don't. You do, all right. You and, do. And I, I'm going to say this, and and some people might not like it. I'll go um, ahead. We're not here to be liked all the time. Well, I know, but I'm all for having. Movies about culture. I'm all for having movies that explain, talk about female empowerment. Mm -hmm. I just wish we could get to a place where we can just say, I'm making a good movie and that's what it's going to be. I agree. You know, because to me, that is very much in the same realm of, you know, it's almost like the female director thing. It's almost in that same, I would put it in the same category because I want to get to a point where a good director is a goddamn good director. That's it. Do I care what's in between their legs that defines them as a director? Absolutely freaking not. That shouldn't make a difference. Well, and I, I don't I don't need you to tell me, oh, I'm going, I have a Star Wars movie. I'm going to use it to make some kind of statement. Just well, make make me a movie and make don't advertise to me that you're going to make a statement. Just make me a movie and let me see that statement. Again, Kyle, you gotta you, you gotta add context to those quotes because all that stuff has nothing to do with Star Wars at all. Well, I, I and I know it doesn't absolutely have absolutely nothing. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars in that, and but you also have somebody who who I don't. The only word I can think of is a word I don't particularly care for because I don't think it's necessarily that, but it's the word that comes and, into my head right now. And it's also being massively overused and yeah. used in the wrong. Oh no, no, fashion. I'm not. It's not that word. Oh, not that one. The word. The word I'm thinking of is an agenda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the other one, but yeah, you're the right. other one. I'm I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. But <laughs> it comes across whether she intends it to or not. It does come across like, okay, I'm going to put my agenda on this Star Wars movie instead of just, hey, I'm going to make a Star Wars movie. But again, that's people assuming that the context of those quotes have anything to do with Star Wars. It 100% does not. Well, but it it, it does I, in the aspect... I believe if you go back and look at that, you know, those comments were, again, eight years ago, Palestine-related conflict, wasn't right? It, huh? But I, I'm talking about some other things she's talked about since she got 
the, got the film. Oh, too. and it does. It, I mean, even Daisy has said this is this is meant to. This movie is going to be a female empowerment is going to be a big part of this movie. Well, considering Daisy is a woman, well, no, and I and I, notice. I I I understand that. And again, this isn't anything to where I'm saying I'm against it. I'm just. I mean, I'm, just saying, I'm sorry that just falls to me on deaf ears, man. I mean, I, what all I'm saying is, and I think this is where people, I think people are overreacting and I'm I'm just putting in my my two senses I'm not overreacting to it but I'm just like can't we just say can't we just get to a point where we can say I'm just going to make a good Star Wars movie with a female with a strong female lead and leave it at that instead of having to make it feel like well oh, there's, there's going to be so much more to it and that's all, all you need then is the good Star Wars movie soundbite you don't even need the female lead because if you give people that little extra nugget right i'm like look male female put in there whoever you want right yeah because i mean imagine how, imagine how they're gonna feel in the acolyte because we got the first transgender actress there yeah. well i mean ultimately at the end of the day for me i want a good story yeah give me if you but, can give me a good story i don't give a then, then i'm fine well, Kyle, going back to my original point, though, mm -hmm. right? Which, uh, wait, what were we talking about? Well, okay, so let, let me let me just say this, and then, you, then maybe it'll jog your memory. Okay. My, my, my ultimate point is this. Don't worry about an agenda or something you want to accomplish. Just worry about making a good movie. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Now I remember. You know, you can leave out the part that's, you know, female lead because your fans, despite how they're acting right now, are not stupid, right? They will go in that theater, they will sit there, watch the movie, probably, you know, complain about it later on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is, you know, and do what they do. You don't need to give them that little extra nugget of a female lead. Just give them a good Star Wars movie. We need to go back to that soundbite. Oh, and 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 and, that, and that's my point. And I have no problem with, hey, we've got a movie with great female characters in it that's going to be great for, for I, young I girls. I don't either. Like I was so saying, like male, that. female. Let, movie, let, give let, me whatever. Let me, let me, give me whatever me, you me, got. Yeah, but let me let me finish my point. Is that. I don't need it marketed that way. I don't need it marketed to where it feels like they're going for a particular focus group. Marketed as, hey, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Everybody should be excited about it. Right. Well, and, I, right. you know, it's funny you bring up the, the focus group comment, mm -hmm. right? Because I have a feeling that part is, uh, you know, I'm just going to say this. And I'm usually the one, you know, counter arguing what your arguing is argument is, but that little comment right there mm -hmm. is really zeroing in on you know Disney's biggest problem. They do well, that too much. Well, I I I agree, and I, I that's that's the other thing with this film. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I need to, I'm I want to make sure I put this out here. Sure, go ahead. Because 
this film was actually kind of started under the old regime. The Bob Chapek? The Bob Chapek. This film was actually announced while Chapek was still running things. Right, yeah. It was the... But it was announced with uh, Damian Lindelof because then he gave the pitch, basically. Yeah, but but here's what I'm going to say about this this film in particular. All right, and maybe a, one other one that they, I, we know that we know there's three that they're that they're going going for, and we we know what the other one is, and we're, we 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 still don't quite know what the third one is that they're talking for sure what they're talking about doing. But if you've been, well, we have some idea. Go ahead. Yeah, there's some idea, but we don't have anything confirmed. Right. But if you have been really paying attention to Mm -hmm. what has been happening, not only with Lucasfilm since Iger has come back, but what's happening with other studios, Marvel included, obviously. Marvel included, and I'm just I'm going to throw this out there because I'm excited about it. Yeah. Obviously. There's definitely a change in the feeling of direction of certain things with Marvel because I look at the, the, I'm going to look about the show that I'm incredibly excited about is which is Daredevil: Born Again. They've sh- they've shortened it to eighteen from eighteen episodes to thirteen episodes. They're bringing back characters from the original Netflix show, and it's going to try to match more of the feeling of that. In fact, Marvel has gone on to basically take those Netflix shows and make them canon now, which tells me a couple of things. I'm very concerned about that, but. Well, okay. Well, I'm 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 just I'm just saying this because I'm using this as an example. This isn't me doing. I'm not going right. to go into a big. No, no, no. Using, we're not going. That's a whole other show, anyway. Yeah, and yeah. we got but, we got what, what I'm going back for that. What I'm what I'm seeing. What I what I'm excited out of the prospects of this, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping it. And I think this is also a little bit of Andor influence on what Mr. Iger has seen with the success of Andor. Right. Is that we're not going to be afraid to tell stories that are just as much for grown-ups as we're just trying to aim stories for kids. And I, th- they're, they're not going to be afraid to try something that's not feeling like it's just being put out in of a machine. You know what? I'm going to, I'll probably feel differently about that argument after Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I well, cannot, I mean, I cannot put myself there when all they've been doing is hawking out Disney Plus programs. Well, but I cannot again, do that. I cannot well, do that. You're also basing it off of prior, the prior leadership. Well, no, I'm not, Kyle. Maybe there's a little sliver of that, right? But I, I look, I'm a movie guy, I'm a big screen guy. Right. No, that's I- my livelihood. And I cannot put myself in that spot, that kind of position, when all Disney has been doing. And keep in mind, this was not just JPEG. This was, you know, Iger's first reign as well. Because Disney Plus was his baby. All right? I cannot put myself in that position when all they've been doing is hocking out Disney Plus shows, which, by the way, Compared to some of the other streamers, I gave an exception to Ahsoka, and I gave an exception to Percy Jackson right now. I am enjoying Percy Jackson. I am too. But a lot other than those two, a lot of your shows have been crap. No, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. 
argue that point. I, there, there's been exceptions. I think Andor was, I think obviously Andor was phenomenal. Oh yeah, um, sure, Andor. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was a lot of fun. Um, but once, you know, once I got past the Rogers musical, which had no business being in there. Well, again, you, that's just you're getting nitpicky. But all I'm saying, the point yeah. I'm trying to make here, David, and it's not about whether it's pushing out on Disney Plus or whether it's trying to get in the theaters. Right. Is that I really do feel like right now we're kind we're kind of in this swing again with Disney. Mm-hmm. Where and I give again, I'm gonna give a little bit of credit here to Bob Iger because he's gone on the record and said said it. And I, trust me, I don't want to sit there and give all the credit in the world to Bob Iger. Right. But you can definitely get the feeling what he said about quality over quantity is definitely starting to take effect with all the studios across the board and they're starting oh, yeah. we're just, we're just starting. seeing the begin we're just seeing the beginnings of it but i think we are getting that feeling already with with star wars and i'm and i but what i'm going to say and i think this goes across the board with anything disney right now mm-hmm. you can't take anything that's said about something that's coming out for disney as 100% this is what the final product's going to be. I think everything is in a bit of a state of flux. They have ideas and they have an idea of the directions they want to take things in. But I think it's still kind of the old Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee see it as water because it can it's, it can still change and evolve as we're going along. Look, there, there's, there's so much I could say about Disney and that, but because of my job, it would be a conflict of interest. I'll just say no comment. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just saying it's going to be. It will be very interesting to watch. I would say over the next two years about how any projects from Disney and I'm because I'm not going to single out any of their studios. I'm just going to say across the board. Right. We'll have what kind of feel and look they're going to have to them. Let me put it that way. Oh, I I agree there. I just can't say much. Yeah. (laughs) For obvious obvious biased reasons. So, well, and I mean, but they are, they are, and and I will say this too, I give them, they are trying to get stuff back in the theaters. They're not, they're not just, oh, what what, what can we throw on the plus next? Right. So, Um, but, but I mean, David, at at the end of the day, they is whether or not this particular director, and again, well, you know, I've seen it too many times where they hire a director and something happens and they decide to make a change or things go that and until filming actually begins on this film when once the filming starts okay that's probably i'm 90 sure this is the person who's going to finish the project right but let's just I, I, i'm willing to take the wait and see approach on it i i have other reservations just you can also say that about just any movie in existence yeah, well, that right, but what I, I'm focusing on what the thing we're talking about here is. No, I know, I know, but but you gotta really? you gotta look at it more in a broad sense, not oh, so yeah. much, you know, the well, assumptions and, well, and, that Star Wars fans have worked themselves into a goddamn corner over. Yeah, well, and so so, but th- this boils down to the thing of where I think this is something that we as a fandom really need to take a look at is is that things are changing mm-hmm. and I think things are changing in the way we're in another shift of how we get our entertainment, how, how it's going to come to us because we, we, we did this heavy shift to streaming for 
a myriad of reasons, but now it's shifting back again and where it's trying to find a balance of making sure quality things get both to the theater and streaming because neither platform is going away anytime soon. Let's, right. let's be honest. They're both here to stay. Now it's just a matter of making sure we're not robbing Peter to pay Paul and instead we're making quality for both. Well, one's here to stay. The other's kind of you can easily ignore. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say ignore it because it's it's too ingrained at this point. But I understand streaming. where streaming. Yeah, streaming is very ingrained into our society at this. No, point. no, I am not gonna look. All these studios, right, mm-hmm. play the, the dumbest, greediest corporate game ever, boosting their own goddamn numbers. At a time when human beings were at their lowest, their goddamn lowest. So, no, I am not giving streaming that kind of epic credit. I'm not not saying I'm giving them credit. I'm saying it's ingrained, but it is ingrained into our society now. For the wrong reasons, but sure. So, hey, I mean, if Netflix can spend $5 billion on WWE... Don't do not even get me started on that garbage. <laughs> do not. I am telling you right now, do not get me started on that trash. All right. Don't don't you even. <laughs> I'm just making a point. And no, don't you even. Don't you even get me started on that. Uh, Sorry, Netflix, I, I, Netflix, what is wrong with you? Uh, well, it, it, it makes a ton of money, but that's a whole other conversation. I, um, I don't. I'm not I'm going. Sure I'm not bringing there. I'm just saying. I just said it's a whole other conversation. I'm sure you have a wrestling show on your network that does that. Well, we don't, but what, we, we have we have some fans. You so. probably will if they start this. Well, well, well again, that's that's a totally different thing. I um, leave that to you and Kevin. Yeah. Well, so. What's interesting, though, is, too, David, obviously we've had this situation going on. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to tell fandom, chill. Let's just see how it plays out. Let's, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, just, it's not, it's not, it's not, we've put more discussion in it than I really wanted to, but it's something that needed to be talked about. Because no, it I agree, a- but it is something that needed to be aired out. Now, yeah. our next one to talk about is um, less... Less sort of a, assumption and drama, right? Mm-hmm. Drama that about it, drama that exists about as much as you know vapor you can grab at. But this one came out of left field. Um, the Mandalorian and Grogu. Okay, so I'm not going to say it came completely out of left field because we knew there was going to be some kind of movie involving the Mandalorian. We all figured it was going to be. Whatever Dave's project. Well, but we all, yeah, we all figured it was Dave, so it kind of came out left field. I think, I think what the the, and I, I'm fine with it, but it's also, it's there, there's there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, there's obviously it's Disney trying to capitalize on what, whether we like it or not, is the most most popular popular money making thing they've got going on right. Right. Now. Sure. Um, it's also, I think it's a natural progression. I think, I think this was going to happen at some, at some point and it's happening now. I think where Disney, where Disney is, has really dropped the ball with this though. And their handling of it 
is being uncommittal about what the status of Mandalorian season four is. One minute you're hearing it's going to happen. The other minute it's like, no, this movie is what season four was going to be. Just be clear cut about it. Don't play. Don't let people play these guessing games. Star Wars, Star Wars fans play guessing games. No, yeah. I, I, really? I think I, I, it's news. Really, well, let me put it this way. I, I truly think the timing of this is weird because we're probably coming off of the weakest season of Mandalorian. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a good show when you when you're like, okay, you're watching Bo, but then you're like, wait, Din was in it. I I I would have this movie would have been better timed, say after Book of Boba Fett, and then lead into season three. Then, oh having- no no no, that's fantastic, right? Time it after Book of Boba Fett. Because Book of Boba Fett literally felt like like Star Wars, uh, you know, socks you one right in the kisser. Well, and book, but Book of Boba Fett, as most people call it, Mandalorian season two point five. And I and I will never call it that. By the way, just like I will never call Grogu what you internet yahoos are obsessed with. I'm not. I'm not saying either of them. No. Absolutely I'm just not. saying a lot of people refer to it. When, when, I, when I'm looking at the mass majority, that would have been the time to put out this movie. Right now, when you came off a very up and down season of Mandalorian in season three. Mm-hmm. For, and let's let's be honest. I'm going to be a little honest here. I think we're starting to see a little bit of Grogu burnout and Mandalorian burnout. Just a little bit. Not, I'm not saying it's in full effect, but I'm, I, I'm. Star Wars needs to hit on something, and I think obviously with everything that happened and/or season two getting pushed back, that doesn't help the situation because that's what I think. If you were to ask most people in the general Star Wars basis, that's what they're most excited about and most excited for. Yeah, at this and, point. and Star Wars needs a four quadrant hit of something. Andor is not a four quadrant. I think you and I can both agree. Andor is not a four quadrant. No, but it's thing. it's not intended. It's not intended to be. But what it is is the show that has most adult Star Wars fans incredibly excited. I know, I know. It's an an internet. Pl- You're not gonna like this, but tough. It's Star Wars for grownups, and that's what it is. It, it's yeah. it's Star Wars for the generation that grew up on Star Wars. Yeah. Kyle, when when you and I were covering it, I think I said, and I said this even when we covered the first episode, you know, when Kevin was on, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That, or maybe I said this later, but I said something to the extent of, it is probably the one thing that, at least for me, shows how, uh, how whitewashed George, and I'm not talking race when I say whitewashed, get that out of your head, but how uh, watered down, there's another word. I think that's a that, better word for it. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, how watered down George made Star Wars. Because he really did. You can have a morality tale you know, of good and evil, black and white, whatever, right? 
and mm-hmm. not neuter it to the point where children don't learn from it. You know, by removing the war from Star Wars, yeah, George, you're teaching children literally that rebellions and war and conflict are an easy, squeaky, clean business. Guess what? They're not. As you know, certain areas of the world are learning right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think... I, I mean, think do you other, get my point, though? Yeah, no, I, I get your point. But I, I think, to I mean, this is Disney just basically trying to... This is... Uh, can I be honest? It feels like it feels like Disney's throwing a little bit of a Star Wars Hail Mary at the moment with, by making this film. The Mandalorian and Grogu? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was talking about this earlier, and you were talking about how with Charmino Bechinoy, you would have preferred, you know, one of your hand-picked groomed directors, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't disagree there. But I take that and I apply it more here because, okay, I thought this was the point, right? This was the point of Mandalorian. You bring in directors with each new one having different flavor on Star Wars. And like any of these names, Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, uh, who's the guy who worked on uh, Spider Verse? Oh, Rick. No, not Rick. Uh, Peter Ramsey. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I, 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 but I. But any I, of I, these names, I would have preferred for Mandalorian and Grogu. And you're telling me you're giving me John? Okay, well, I know what we the- differ. I know we differ an opinion on John Favreau as a director because I think he's a very good director. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff I've really liked. What what I'm going to say what I'm going to say is just this, because we just because both of us on the call like food does not mean Chef is a great movie. Oh, I I personally like I personally like Chef and I've liked a few other things he's directed too. But I'm what, just what, messing with yeah. it. Well, what, what I'm going to say is this because I have a I I have. A gut feeling, and this is just me in my gut. All right, what's your gut feeling? I feel like the reason why John Favreau is directing this film mm-hmm. is because it will be his Star Wars swan song. Oh, like he's like he's getting ready to exit. Like he's getting ready. Like da- like Dave is graduated. Dave's in charge of creative now. John's done what he needed to do. He's doing this as his Star Wars song song so he can tell this make sure the story he wanted to tell gets told. Because it was well, him and, um was him I, and I, I will say this. It was him and Dave together on The Mandalorian. And right, I think yeah, John Favreau yeah. does have whether whatever your personal feelings are about John Favreau and this is I would say this about other people too. He has earned the right to finish the story he started. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I again, I stand by, I see what you mean, and I agree with your particular points. I do, right? <laughs> but I stand by the fact that any of these other directors, I would have preferred, because, I, I'm sorry, I'm watching uh, The Mandalorian. You and I are covering the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? 
And you, you mean to tell me I would enjoy a Bryce Dallas Howard uh, episode over Dave Filoni? Right? Well, I'm a Dave. I root for a Dave. There is no one harder than me that roots for a fellow Dave. Okay? But that particular season, I did not enjoy Dave's episode. It was Bryce all the way. Okay, so uh, I think okay, I, I, I understand. I, I, I agree with your point and I think this leads into another conversation. Sure. Because we now know that sometime probably and it looks it's looking like it's going to be 2028 for Dave, Dave's actual movie. That's right, going to wrap yeah. up, tell this story. But we also got the announcement. It confirmed we are getting season two of Ahsoka. Yep. And, and can I just uh, get one thing out first before we mm-hmm. dive into that more? Um, I think, okay, you can tell there's a shift back to the movies, but there's a shift with Disney+. Plus. I think what we're going to get is this kind of thing with future announcements, but it's a single show for Disney+. Plus. That's it. No, okay. So I'm gonna take I want to take the plus out of this for a minute, okay? Because th- this is something I, I I'm I'm going to bring up a point, and I I I know I'm gonna get the Filoni backers probably coming down on me. And don't okay. get me wrong, I love I love Dave. Dave saves Star Dave saves Star Wars. I I think they're mad enough on Dave already for really stupid reasons. Well, okay, so Dave saves. There's no doubt in my mind. Dave saves Star Wars. Dave's done amazing things for Star Wars. He has, yeah. I would say a lot more amazing than George has, but I've spoken um, about that already. I have a Dave concern, which is, I really am getting concerned in this aspect that Dave all of a sudden has gone from. Okay, I'm being mentored and being brought up to be in this position. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this position, and now it's all coming at 500 miles an hour. It's too much too fast. And I'm worried, and hear me out, because I think you know where I'm going to go here. Once That Dave's going to crash into the wall? I don't worry. He's going to crash into a wall. But what I'm worried about is that we're getting to a point because i think they're relying so heavy on dave on the creative side right now Mm -hmm, yeah we're getting too much of one voice on the creative side see bingo kyle god bless you sir you exactly touched on a concern i've had going all the way back to george i don't want one person on all this and, and I think, and the way you just phrase it, the way you just crystallize it, that's exactly my fear. Exactly my fear that we're going back to that, but through the proxy of Dave. I don't want to go back to that. The idea and, was to have Star Wars grow and flourish and be its own franchise. Finally, and and what what I'm going to say is this. And uh, no, 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 let me let me throw this out there because I. We, we as fans need to be realistic about a few things. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to go into the whether you love Kathleen Kennedy or like or dislike Kathleen Kennedy because it's right. not. We're not doing the, that. The point, I, the point I'm about to make isn't about love or hate. It's about the fact that we have to be realistic. Kathleen Kennedy is not is much closer to retirement than she is in doing 18 more projects. Just a age and situation here. Uh, Favreau. Uh, Again, I hate when people bring the age argument but, but, in, but go ahead. But it's a realistic aspect right now. David. No, I know, but I know, but uh, it's a thing that I, it's a thing that too many people default on. Well, I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm not defaulting to it. I'm I'm but I, I'm it's one of the things to consider in this situation and what right. and the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, go ahead. John Favreau is probably getting ready to move on to other things here soon because he doesn't stay in one place for long. this is probably the longest he stayed he didn't even stay with marvel this long no he didn't it was i think two films and and john was well i, I mean, mean Favreau was involved his through... name was his name was slapped on a few other films like i think yeah. his name was slapped on the end game but yeah it was well, two and, films yeah. and john was out wasn't he yeah but but as far as like he was very heavy, heavily involved in the creative of phase one but right yeah but what I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing here right now is, and this is why when I have concerns about them bringing in somebody who has no experience with Star Wars to direct a film, when like you've Charmaine. got yeah, in Charmaine, when you've got you've been you've been trying to build a space. I know Rick's really moved up in the Lucasfilm hierarchy as well, but mm. I'm more I I am I have a legitimate concern that there's not going to be enough voices to tell dave or they're going to be afraid to tell dave hey you need to step back and take a look at this from a different angle because dave filoni as great as he is and all the amazing things he's done for star wars he's human and he's not always going to make the right decisions and he you know needs to have you know what um the road you just painted Takes us back to the prequel era. Well, and that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm not as, saying as far as the as far as the George saw just in, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody was feeding his ego because if you recall, some of the names that would have directed Episode One, Ron mm -hmm. Howard being one of them, probably should have directed Episode One. You know, George probably should have done that. Steven Spielberg would have done a phenomenal job with episode one, you know, giving his background with E.T. But no, because everybody f was feeding George's goddamn ego at the time, and because of George's stupid decision to drop out of the guilds when he did back in the 80s, those options were close to him anyway. Well, right, and what I, I'm not saying Dave is going to go in the full George route here. No, but what no, I'm saying, it, it, but it sounded like you painted the same kind of picture. Well, what I'm saying though is we have the danger of going down a path, a similar path, mm -hmm. a similar yes man path, really. Right, and we uh, there needs to be somebody. Because as as happy as I am for Dave, and I think Dave Dave has grown so much over the last few years. Oh, he has, yeah. 
And I, I do think he's ready to be in that role for certain aspects, but he still needs somebody there to for checks and balances. Right. And I'm worried over the next few years, if Favreau departs and if Kennedy retires, nobody's going to be there to check and balance Dave. Okay, you know who Dave needs? I'm just going to say it, right? And mm-hmm. we have one Gilroy leaving after uh, Andor season two. Okay, Dave needs his boy Henry. Well, uh, Henry I'm Gilroy, those two made magic. Okay, let's be honest. Clone Wars, I may have had a very complicated love-hate relationship with a lot of the series, but Henry Gilroy and Dave Filoni, there's no denying Kyle. Those two made magic. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's that, that, that's not even a question. And having there. those two together again in the live-action space, oh, can you imagine what would happen? Yeah. And I don't think Henry's that old. He's probably, what, a little older than Dave? Yeah, if that. Yeah. So. Because he was sort of a sprint chicken when he was brought in. But, like I said, people are too hung up on the whole age thing. It's just ridiculous. But, you know, I'm excited for Ahsoka Season 2. I'm excited for what Dave is going to try try and do with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of just feel it, and I, and I feel this way about a lot of things across the entertainment board right now. So just, right. I'm going to say, say this isn't a Star Wars thing. No, it's an all, it's an all corners of the board thing. I'm saying, um, we are at a point where there's, as they like to say, the times they are changing, and. I think we're at a point now where we need to be, these creators need to be a little more cognizant of the fact they can't just throw it out there. Oh, 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 um, uh, you know, you know what? If only I could think of a studio that, has gotten a little too liberal with that. Hmm, let oh, me see. Oh, I, wait. I know who it is. Marvel. I know where you're, I know where you're going, and I'm not going to argue that point. But I also think there's other studios who are doing it just as bad as well. No, so. I know. But if you want to look at the high midi-chlorine count of who's gotten away with that shit over the years, it's Marvel and Feige. Well, but they but they built the cachet to be able to get away with it, and unfortunately, they burned through it now. So uh, yeah, they seriously burned through it now. <laughs> but um, but I I I, oh, I also oh one I, might I, say one might say Kyle huh. Marvel fans are you know like Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots after twenty five years, feeling a bit deflated. Well. You know what? Uh, this goes with any franchise. That joke's just, never getting old, my boy. Yeah, that joke's yeah. never getting old. Yeah, but but I'm gonna say this. This goes with every franchise. Every franchise has peaks and valleys. Come on, Star Wars had a major valley for a very long time. That is true. Yes. Um, 
but we are in a we're in a world where I think I I and I I truly do believe this, David, is that I think the general public. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the ultra fans or anything like that. The general public is over following franchises right now. Yes and no. I, I think they're still going. They're going to go see a franchise movie because they love a franchise movie. Right. That's but why, they're not. That, they, that, they're but tired. That's, why, that's why I put it in the yes and no realm. But I also, but I also believe this. I think the general public is a lot more open to things that aren't franchised or franchises that have been off the radar for a while. Mm-hmm. That and um I think you know where I'm going with this is when they give us a movie from a franchise that the original creators have been off the radar for a while and they give us an absolutely phenomenal film. Right, right, right. Uh you're there's talking a big, about there's that. a big green guy involved at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly the one you're talking about. And I think I think I think it's a Disney issue. I think it's a Marvel issue. I think it's a Star Wars issue. Yeah, I think let's just say it's an everybody issue. Yeah, well, it's an everybody issue, but I I think especially because Disney has dominated Disney products have dominated. Let's be honest, the Disney franchises have probably dominated the last five to ten years. Let's 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 be real honest here. Um, well, yeah. Across the board, I'm going across the board. Any? No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. I, I think, I think Disney is at a point where the complacency set in, mm-hmm. and now, and that's part. That's part of the reason why Iger came back, because I think he left, and the complacency tripled after he well, left. He also came back because his predecessor was an idiot that made. Well, yeah, there's, there's that too. But I think there was, but, but. Now you're seeing them having to shake things up and try to shake out the complacency. And I think the complacency, I think every franchise within that family of studios is all to blame for the complacency. They've all had things that felt like it was just complacency. Star Wars, Marvel, all of that. And right. Yeah, no, I couldn't see that. I, th- I think they, I think when they when they finally handed the full creative thing over to Dave and again, what I'm concerned about, it comes back to my ultimate concern. Dave deserves a shot. He's earned it. He, he, yeah, he no, he does. He does. He, he should have been given this layup like, you know, right when George left, but. Well, I, he, well, he wasn't ready then though. Let's be, let's be honest. There was oh, George yeah. did not have to be properly trained to be in that position. George, okay, okay, you brought that up, and I'll just say George didn't have a lot properly trained. Right, I don't think he had Kathy properly trained. Well, I, I, I'm not going to argue that point. I don't think at the time there was anybody properly trained, and right. that also helped get the sale to Disney. I company. also talked with you on mic and off mic that you know George did not put in the proper measures to make his transition out a smooth one either which is exactly why fandom is where it is right now nothing else no one else 
no movios, that. You want something to blame, it starts with the flannel guy you praised for 40 years and then shit on for 20. There. So, <laughs> Dave, David has got his anger, uh, anger released now. Mm, for the most part, yes. Can I just say, um, uh, if if Dave's movie is in twenty twenty eight, right? Mm-hmm. That's a fitting year, considering. Uh, well, that movie I don't speak of anymore in two thousand eight. Yeah, so it's an interesting time for Star Wars. Yeah, very. I would say. I I, I think it's fair to say we're kind of in a transition phase. Hmm. Now, do you want to talk about some of the other ones? Sure. Like, you know, um, uh, Dawn of the Jedi. I think, I think what's interesting here, before we dive into that and mangled, right, mm-hmm. is uh, now these are names I have not heard in a long time. Benioff and Weiss. You know, uh, they did some talking. Recently, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're aware of this, but they yes. did some talking. Well, because they've got they, they've got a they've got a show their Netflix show coming out later this year that a lot of people there's a lot of buzz on that show. Well, regardless of that, they did some talking, some particularly Star Wars talking that you know piqued our interest, but talking about their seemingly canceled. Uh, I put that word in quotes. Um, because we never really know how true it is anyway. But what they were going to do was uh the first Jedi. Uh, I actually do like that they make a uh a, a very ton-of-cheek joke where you know, uh like with Ryan Johnson doing the last Jedi, they were trying to do the first Jedi. Mm-hmm. Of course, this was years ago before Last Jedi even came out, but Ah, uh, you know, back in the days when fans weren't clawing each other like rankers over a Ronto rep. Jesus. But um the the interesting part, Kyle, and I want to get your take on this, is Lucasfilm said no. Now fast forward to the announcement of James Mangold and this Dawn of the Jedi project, supposedly, right? And And let's be honest. A project that has not gotten any word of mouth of what's going on with it. Well, Kyle, Kyle, hold on a minute because Mm -hmm. I wasn't done. Okay, hold on for a second. But a project that James has described as a sort of uh, Ten Commandments, Cecil B. DeMille of the Force, right? Kind of kind of thing, a very in that Ten Commandments sort of uh, realm. But again, what I find interesting when you juxtapose the Benioff and Weiss talking and what James is supposedly doing is that these sound fairly similar. Did they? Did Lucasfilm just not want to work with Benioff and Weiss 
and that era went over to James? I mean, what's going I, on? I think, well, when you go back to that era, that's when creators were just getting thrown contracts and money like it was going out of style. Let's, the, let's the, be honest there. The Oprah and, days. Yeah, the Oprah thing. You you get a show, and you get a show, and you get a show, and we're right, going to throw yeah, you there. Yeah. And it became competition. It's like, who 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 can I lock up so I they're not doing creative stuff for somebody else? <laughs> true, true. So I think you have to take that into consideration. I think when the project became a movie instead of a TV show, that's when Benioff and Weiss really got it, kind of got shown the door. Uh, wait a minute. They weren't going to do a TV show. Well, I know, but it was a series of films. If you record, if you remember when when they were originally talked about Benioff and Weiss doing a series of films, this was not when this was not the day when you know there was this duh, odious pivot well, to TV with some of Disney's biggest IP. But I also, but let me let me let me finish my thought because I think that's where Benny and from Weiss succeed much better than in a film. Where did most of their success come? It's come from TV. Sure, if you're going season one through seven of Game of Thrones, if you're going eight, uh, I have to ask, what are you smoking? Well, um, I, I I have other thoughts on that, but that's, that's. I'm sure you do, but I think we can universally agree across the board. Game of Thrones season eight was a goddamn awful train wreck. Sponsored well, by Starbucks and Westeros. I I think I think the other thing is is that I'm when when I say we haven't heard much about the Mango Project, I'm glad for that. Because I don't need more something else hyped up that's not coming. And I do I do wonder if there isn't a little bit of, are we sure we want to completely pull the trigger with Mangled? And I love Mangled. Don't get me wrong. This is not, this is not me saying I. Right. No, this is not a referendum on uh, Mangled at all. But let's be honest because Indiana Jones did not pull in the kind of money they were expecting. Is there a little hesitation about pulling that trigger? You you need to well look if you're going to cite that you also need to put it, put on the asterisks of you know when it came out what people were still getting over the and and okay and this is very important Kyle mm-hmm. the fact that and you went all across the board I'll go all across the board you know Disney Paramount Universal. All these studios, they have not been treating their movies like actual movies for a long time. Well, okay, so this forty-five day nonsense is killing their own product. But but here's 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 what I'm going to say to that, and I, I I'm not arguing your points because they're all valid ahead. points. I think, oh no, I I I, I know. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I truly believe this is that Disney thought we can just throw out an Indiana Jones film and it won't matter. It's it's going to draw. 
And then when it didn't draw like they expected it to draw, not because they're looking at the bigger picture, but they're just thinking it's an Indiana Jones film, it's going to draw. I'm not saying they're blaming Mangold, but I think there's that there's a little hesit that makes for a little hesitation to pull the trigger completely on him doing a Star Wars film. Perhaps, but you want something that added to the not drawing. And I, I enjoyed Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for the most part. But you want to add an aspect of it not drawing. You know what that is? What's that? Harrison. Well, I'm I'm not going to argue that point either. The, I, think look, a, I think a lot of people had a hard time look, seeing Harrison Ford at his age back in that role. Look, I enjoy Harrison, but let's call a spade a spade. Old man Harrison has not been, you know, fire like, you know, younger Harrison. I, Kyle, I'm just going to say the last older Harrison performance I really enjoyed, right, mm -hmm. was Air Force One. Yeah, well, I mean, and he's done other things that people have liked. So, I mean, again, that comes down to some personal preference. Well, but Air Force One clicked a lot of older Harrison has not no but I think Harrison had a bit of a run there what about the same because he had a he had a show that was on it was on Apple that he people were surprised he did but people said they enjoyed but I think I I just think people were having a hard time wrapping this much much older version of Harrison Ford still doing the things that Indiana Jones does. right and all I will say to that to my comments about it is Marvel, good luck getting anything out of an 80-year-old man. Well, I, I, luckily, I think for their sake, there's going to be a lot of that 80-year-old man who's going to be CGI'd as a big red hulking monster. With the Ron Jeremy stash. Yeah. So, I mean, so what, as far as the Mango Project goes, I, I feel like it's like right now there's no smoke, so there's really... So it's, 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 it's a very little bellowing fire. I want to see what's right. going to happen with it. I, I think I, I was just I was just interested in the juxtaposition of the Benioff and Weiss talking and Mangold because it seems like you know they wanted to do that era, right? They mm -hmm. just didn't want to do it with them after yeah. Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah. Well, I, I think I it think I, was the focal point of them going, nah. Okay, so I think it's also interesting, David, and you talk, and I, because this will kind of address the other two Star Wars projects that I that are floating out there that we haven't really talked about that much. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think it's interesting because we right now, to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, okay. not including animated. I am talking strictly Star Wars live action at this point. Right. So am I. We know we have. Four projects on Disney Plus as it stands right now that will be coming out. Yeah. Uh, and it's looking like at least three of them will be in the year 2024. The Bad Batch uh, Skeleton no. Crew Acolyte and Tales of the Jedi. Well, well, no, I'm not talking about animated. Uh, animated is off the plate right now because okay. I think animated is All a totally right. different monster. I'm strictly so that would leave Skeleton Crew and Acolyte then. And Still a possibility of Andor premiering before the end of 2024. 
Might not finish in 2024, but it could premiere before the end. Yeah, of the I, I think it's going to be that that uh, late November spot. I cannot see it being like you're not going to dump it in, you know, early 2025 and have people forget about it. And, which, and the- which I have a bad feeling that's where they position Bad Batch is like just mm-hmm. get it over with. Well, but the but the other thing, but but the, but the other thing is too is that we know in twenty twenty five we are, will have live action season two of Ahsoka as well. Is it going to be that early as twenty twenty five? It's supposed to start filming this year. Hmm. So All right. Bar, bar, barring any more of the s s words happening, which shouldn't be happening, we no. we, we should we should see it sometime in twenty twenty five. It might be late twenty twenty five, but we will see it in twenty twenty five. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Here's the thing, what I find again, what I find interesting. Obviously, I think the Ahsoka season two plans have been around for a while. That's why we're getting it. But right. you're not seeing announcements of new things for Disney Plus. No. You're seeing announcements and, and of movies. That goes, that goes back to my my thing talking about the announcement of the Mandalorian and Grogu. I think from now on, that's how we're going to see anything Disney Plus announced. It's going to be couched in a feature film announcement, almost like a little blurb at the bottom of it. Well, I I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I, I think it's going to be different. But really, again, I, really, I just get the feeling it is. Well, I I, I no, I th- I think I think right now, yeah, there's a fo- there's a focus on movies because Disney knows they need to get back into the movie business. Yeah, Disney really needs to get back in the movie business. But but it also doesn't mean they're done with Disney Plus either. It's just it's, and it's not going to go to the back burner per se, but what I what I find interesting in this aspect is David is that mm-hmm. well there, the the key for all of these studios moving forward, yeah, and is finding the balance between the two because. If Disney Plus would have been handled proper, and I say this across the board, mm-hmm. yeah. with at least uh, with with at least Star Wars and with 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 Marvel, yeah, the whole concept should have been is that yes, we're still doing these movies, but we're making things that supplement those the time in between those films and help. Not necessarily don't have to connect to the films, but they give you other stories within that universe to build upon. Exactly. That is what I would prefer. I like the supplement thing you said. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that approach with Marvel and not so much the, you know, one to the other to the other to the other to the other well, kind okay. of leapfrog effect. So 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 let me give you a perfect example. And uh, you know, again, I'm going to go back to Disney Plus started right at the same time, shortly after COVID really kicked in, and I, I think they moved yeah. up their time. To, that that all that aside. Yeah, you look at the difference of the earliest Marvel shows that came out, where they really felt like they were part of the MCU, like heavily, where they were taking characters that one division, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, that kind of thing. Well, I would say Loki, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision are are the three where they all where they took characters and elevate use use these shows to kind of elevate them some they elevated wanda they elevated the falcon they they even elevated loki in a way they 
Yeah, they elevated them to the point where the movies really didn't do jack with them. They were pretty much window dressing. Well, what, what, what they were able to what they were able to do with those characters is elevate them through these shows to where you might not have been able to get that kind of fleshing out in a movie, right? Because of time of time constraints of a movie, you don't mm-hmm, want to yeah. throw out. So again, that's what I'm talking about supplementing with Star Wars. I think like the the idea of the Mandalorian being on Disney Plus it was a good idea because I think it's the kind of tale okay we can tell 10 weeks of 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 this story story while we're still working on other movies and it's a side story. Right. The the, the, the problem became because there was no other Star Wars coming out it became the center of attention you throw in the whole nobody saw the Grogu coming. Let's be honest, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, it no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then so you get so caught up in the success of that, and also again of circumstances, other circumstances around it. Right. They put all yeah. the resource they've all these studios put all their resources into their streaming because of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh wait, this streaming thing will continue but it's not going it's going to change drastically when people can start going out again and having living a life and they're not stuck in front of their tv 24 7 right and they didn't account they're just now having to deal with the ramifications of that and yet and yet again adjust to where it's like oh okay people aren't just going to stay in their houses like all the time now and you know crappy excuses but (laughs) but i think i i think Oh, those weren't the days. (laughs) And and also, I think, too, because, you know, you don't have to throw something. You can't throw something out there half-assed because people don't have anything else to do. Yeah, that's true. 
So I think I think it's going to be very interesting, and it, like I said, it applies across the board. It's adjustment time again for all these studios, and it's an adjustment time for these franchises, and it's an adjustment time for Star Wars. I think they, <clears throat> excuse me, I think they all know that they they need to step back and say, are we really putting out the best thing we can put out? Right. And I think no, that's I, going to be... I would have to agree, 100. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting thing for the product going going forward. And it's going to be... I think it's going to be very interesting to see over the next few years of these product projects that we know of, especially the ones that haven't started any kind of filming yet. Right. Which like ones will ones actually... Which ones will actually come to full materialization and which ones might kind of end up falling to the wayside. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very interesting time. We've talked about all these projects. We know, I would say the stuff we've talked about today, we know 90% of them are probably going to happen. Let's be, let's be honest here. But mm-hmm. are they going to happen in the same way they originally imagined? Or are they going to be changed because of the edicts and the things that need to be done to get things back on a proper track. And that's going to be, I think the biggest interesting thing to watch over the next couple of years. It will. I will say the most I think are going to happen. The, um, the Charmino Betanoi movie, the Ray movie, or let's be honest, because it's probably going to be titled that the new Jedi order movie. Um, the Mandalorian and Grogu. Well, and I still think we're going to see a man, some kind of season four of Mandalorian too. Well, but I do think that movie happens. By the way, that when I heard that title, not the best title. I got, I literally got you in belly laughs trying not to laugh. I'm like, wait, man, what? What are you? As for Ewan, who was also honored for his work in Moulin Rouge, I actually broke the news to Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, about the new title of the upcoming Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, what was it? What was it? Attack of the Clones. Was it? Attack of the Clones. Is that real? Yes. What do you think about that? I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Hey, they're just, getting, they're just going straight to the point. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say, Kyle, about that. If you want to make a really, really interesting, powerful punch, right? Mm-hmm. Then you end the Mandalorian and Grogu like, oh, I don't know, 20th Century Fox ended Logan. Well, we'll see what they're going to do. You you have Dejaran die. Okay, there I said it. You just kill him. Um, and I think what will happen, and I hope it does, mainly because you know how you've always thought about getting out of the Skywalker box, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I I hope that mangled one comes to for, comes to fruition. I understand your talking points. Mm-hmm. But so I hope it comes to fruition too. Don't don't take yeah. my talking points as me not wanting it. No, I no, no. I did. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. But I understand them. But I re- I look that 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 leap, right? And mm-hmm. uh, fifty years post, uh, you know, Tross leap. 
right? Yep. Need to happen because it's literally getting out of both sides of that box. Yeah. Right? Mandalorian and Grogu, you're kind of not in that box, but you're still sort of adjacent to it. If that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but the new Jedi Order movie, I mean, granted, you could have a leap a lot longer than 15 years, but whatever. And the Dawn of the Jedi movie are like leaps on the left and right of the, that box. You know, well, uh, and I think those. that's, like I said, that's the other thing. I am not going to be surprised if some of these creators who are currently on these projects aren't the same creators who finished them. Oh, I'm not going to be surprised either. So, like I said, it's an interesting time. There's a lot of stuff to play out. And, you know, we're going to cover it all here without without question. And we'll be starting back up. We will get our schedule for Bad Batch figured out. Just because it's decided to come in my busiest time of year, we'll get Uh, get it. That's why, you know, as far as ironing that out goes, you do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get that sorted, and you know we we will have skeleton crews in twenty twenty four. We will probably hopefully have some Andor in twenty twenty four, and you know you know you know what, David. As far as I'm concerned, you can talk all the movies you want. You can talk all the live action shows you want. Just give me another season of Star Wars Visions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you worry, because. Apparently, according to rumor, we did not talk about this one because why? It's still rumor. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're copying uh, off of Marvel's homework by doing a Star Wars what if. And to me, my answer to that is for why? Because they like the concept. And I would much rather them tell me when they're doing Vision Season 3 than a Star Wars what if. Well, first of all, first of all, Kyle, all I'll say is that's what you have visions for this yeah. little canon divorced experiment. And second of all, you and I both know, and we're not going to spend another hour and a half on this, uh, but you and I both know a Star Wars what if all that would do is add to the goddamn discourse we already have. So I, I will, I will say this. Yes. If they can capture any of the fun factor season two of What If Hat for Marvel had, I'll 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 at least give it half a chance. Because What If season two was actually a lot more fun than I anticipated. Look, if you if you make a a Peggy Carter Jedi and she becomes so OP that the the uh, Ray Mary Sue knuckleheads blow a gasket in their brain, fine. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> just, well, just, just give me more Haley Atwell. Because honestly, bro, the less talking they do, the better. <laughs> all right. Okay, so, sir. I, I, I think on that note, we've covered it all now. Yeah, I would say very spirited show, spirited discussion. Uh, again, we have reached the end of, uh, t- of today's show. Uh, thank you, Kyle, as always, for joining me and being a calm voice in in a turbulent fandom sea. Well, you can cre- you can credit my two loath cats for that. Oh yes, uh, Tummy and Stripesy. 
Yeah. Thank, they, they thanks, help, they you help two. thanks, you two. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't get it. They don't get yeah, it. Yeah, he's getting his one of them's getting head scratches right now, so they're they're distracted. Uh they're easily distracted, yes. I'm like, <laughs> they don't give a shit. No. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Uh, bring it back around to Disney. Great. So, again, we will talk to you next time. And uh, and remember, gang, you can take Star Wars lukewarm. You can take Star Wars Mustafarian hot. Or as cold as a vacation on Hoth. But at the end of the day, Star Wars is the way. Everybody, stop. Thanks for listening to Fandom Awakens Three, Radio. Two, one. Action. Episode 8. Gosh. The first film didn't even have a number. Lucasfilm and all things Star Wars are subsidiaries of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh, my God. Even though I think I know it all, they throw things at me story-wise I never could have imagined. And even though everybody knows that it's the second in a trilogy, it feels like its own thing. Star Wars is so cool because there's all these creatures and all these amazing visual effects. But all the characters are also so complex. Ryan needs to work on his walkie sounds. <laughs> Ridiculous. New director can't even just learn a walkie sound. It feels like the storylines are becoming more established. We're really getting to know these new characters also with the characters that we know and love we're seeing their lives change everything is being shifted in an opposite way to what the audience expected after seven ryan's made star wars fresh and new fandom awakens radio is meant for informational purposes only it'll be a little shocking but I'm hoping it'll feel real and honest it's our most ancient story of good against evil told in the most fascinating way but it has a real spiritual depth to it it's about family and that's what's so powerful about it Together strong.